Welcome to Pitch Intense, the Foul Entertainment movie pitching podcast and TV pitching podcast and game pitching podcast. And for the first time today, the Foul Entertainment theme park pitching podcast. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. So, yeah, this is a first for us. Um, where did the inspiration come for this again? I can't quite remember how we came to decide on doing this episode. I think I was just watching a lot of Defunct Land, as you should too. Um, and Expedition Everest, Expedition Everest, uh, Expedition Theme Park. On <laughs> Expedition Everest is a very specific ride. I was watching about that, and I also got what, finished watching the Imagineering story on Disney Plus, uh, which is like a six-episode retelling of the Imagineering, aka the engineering department for the theme parks, and taking it from like Disneyland in the sixties all the way up until uh, building the uh, Galaxy's Edge uh, in Florida. Uh, and it's a really nice look at how they kind of be um, really thoughtful about the rides they're making, the amount of effort that goes into it, how shit everyone thought Disneyland Paris was. Um, it was really funny because obviously Disney has to, it's a th- documentary about Disney by Disney. So they felt the need to say that Disneyland Paris was shit, but now it's great. Um, which was really <laughs> You should totally book your trips now. <laughs> but they left it like three episodes. Of like saying like, oh, Disneyland Paris is shit. And they never concluded that it's now good. They waited until the last episode to tell you that, oh, no, it's it's fine to go there now. It's great. And we yeah. love it. No, it um, has the best version of Space Mountain, you know. <laughs> apparently it, it really, does. Apparently it does. But like, didn't they take out all of the references to, um, From the Earth to the moon. trip to the moon? Yeah, yes, they did. Um, but he's got the Ratatouille ride, which is now being copied in Florida, and all this other great stuff. And it's getting an Avengers campus, which Florida isn't getting. It which is. Dope. Which is and, basically the only reason I would go to the Paris one. But it's also getting Rise of the Resistance, which wasn't open when I went to Florida. So, boom. Well happy about that. Oh, yeah, you only did Falcon. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy I did that one, and because Falcon isn't coming to Disneyland Paris. Um they're only getting rise of the resistance, but that's chill. That's fine because then that can be my special memory of Florida. Anyway, all of that is combined with the news that obviously uh, Universal is going forward with their Super Nintendo Land expansion, which at they the are. moment only has a little bit of confirmed stuff, but it's coming to most of most, if not all, of the Universal parks around the world, um, and it's coming to it's going to be a big part of their new. Um, Florida theme park, the third gate of Universal Florida, the um, epic universes. Yeah, the, I, I was doing some research into that so that I could know what's going on. Uh, they wanted to call it Fantastic Universes or Fantastic Lands or something like yep. that. And Warner Brothers legally shot them down from using it. So that's interesting. Why? Presumably it's because it interfered too much with Fantastic Beasts, even though they have an agreement to use the Harry Potter stuff. Well, Apparently they... Yeah, seriously, like, they're in agreement with them, and they were like, no, no, you can't have the word fantastic if it's not specifically Fantastic Beasts. Hang on a minute. One of the places at the new Epic Universes is the Fantastic Beasts universe. It is, yeah. That's how stupid this <laughs> oh, whole thing Jesus. is. So, uh, if you don't know, it's getting... Um, they're getting... Yeah, Fantastic Beasts, so a third Harry Potter place, which, considering the other two are goddamn amazing, that's that's fine by me. I Even haven't. if it is based on the worst Harry Potter movies. 
Yeah. Um, it's yeah. getting uh, How to Train Your Dragon Land, which I'm like, I didn't know that was like that popular. I know it's like a bigger deal, but I didn't know it was that popular. It, it always it just... seemed like one of those things that like people like you and me, you were into films. We look at it going, that's a well-made animated film as opposed yeah. to something that kids liked. I don't know. Yeah, I, I never got that. I mean, considering Shrek is right there, and you've also got Despicable Me right there, I thought they would have jumped ahead, but maybe it doesn't fit the theme as well as, you know, Viking Dragony Place does. Um, and it's also their last attempt to try and revive the Universal Monsters like anyone gives a shit. So, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, fun. I uh, like Universal Monsters, that... but they just never fucking do it right, do they? But I mean, it hasn't been culturally relevant since like what the fifties, the sixties. Yeah, probably like, longer than that. Yeah, so I, I mean, bless them for trying. They're going to keep like reviving that corpse until something happens with it. So, which is great. ironic considering is. Frankenstein's one of them. I know. Um, but yes, they're also getting uh, Nintendo Super Nintendo Land, and that is what we are pitching for you today. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we. We're sticking to the rules of everything that's already been announced, we are including in these parks, but then we're taking them to the next slash ideal step that we would like to take them on. Yeah. Um, so there are there's a bunch of images of the construction, which is still continuing for the Universal Studios in Osaka, Japan, which gives us a better idea of what is coming and kind of confirms some things that haven't been released in press statements. So stuff like we'll get into more detail in the moment, but I'll just mention the big one that they were talking about is the groundbreaking ceremony in 2017, I think, mm -hmm. was the Mario Kart ride everyone's getting the mario kart ride so obviously we have to talk about the mario kart ride but we'll also talk about stuff that's coming in concept art stuff that's coming in construction photos stuff that's coming uh like some pictures of like they built a model of it leaked and i'm going to be referring to those so yeah the, we might be slightly different on some things and then there will be the the absolute baseline of stuff that we have to include mm -hmm. um so Oh my god, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, yes, so that's what we're sticking to, but we have obviously expanded past that, past anything that's been announced, anything that's even in the pipeline at this point, because they're going to start as relatively small parks with some room for expansion. Mine, there is simply not enough room to do mine properly, but that hasn't stopped me from at least trying. Um, <laughs> so, because why not? Why not be happy? Um, and yeah, it has to be solely Nintendo stuff, nothing third party, nothing can really be mixed into there, only solely owned nintendo stuff because otherwise uh that might start spiraling into a video game world and as great as that would be we can't do that um yeah, yeah it, I, it, it I, is a I shame did, <laughs> i did have to cut my uh, super smash brothers live stage show oh i also was toying with that as well oh no <laughs> this is what we're like, we gonna have very similar yeah. parks oh i i will almost guarantee it i almost get i think the only thing that will be different is like what we title the rides we shall see. Uh, it is kind of sad because we could have done this once they'd actually opened because the plan was this was going to be opening in a few months' time, ready for the um, the Olympic Games in uh, Tokyo. That was the plan anyway. Um, but obviously, the world going to shit has put pay to that. So, yeah, we will at least try and inject a little bit of fun into this, even though it's sad that not only is the fantasy park not happening anytime soon, the actual park isn't happening anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> But alas, it is my turn to go first. It is. So, uh, Michael, if you look to your screen share... 
I am, and that means that you guys at home can follow along with the link in the uh, episode description. Wink, wink. Yes, all the images will be there for your delectation. Um, so first of all, we're going to start with the blank slate. Now, I wanted just to kind of give you a blurry resemblance of a theme park from overhead. So what this is, is a blurry picture of the Magic Kingdom in Florida. I'm sure Universal are well happy that I used uh, the Magic <laughs> Kingdom as my basis for this. But I, I'm trying to emanate its like kind of spoken wheel um, layout for my land. So we're going to be coming in. So as you're looking at the picture, we're going to be coming in from the south towards the middle bit and then expanding out. So uh, the first part of my land, uh, the entrance into it, kind of like a Main Street USA, is going to be based on Animal Crossing. So okay. This is my thought here. Um, Animal Crossing, the kind of entryway, it won't have any rides, um, but it will act as a kind of uh, shopping and food um, main street before you get into the rest of the park because... Those are quite heavily themed. There's some rest. I've, I've thought about restaurants and quick service and all that other good food stuff around. But this is kind of um, it's a bit like Epcot's World Showcase, this bit. So on the right hand side, as you come in, you will have one massive shop called Nook's Nook. So the um, not Nook's Cranny. Well, that's what I thought, but I don't know if people know what Cranny is. So I went with Nook's Nook. Um, so but either or I like both names. But anyway. Nook's Nook will be a massive shop. The whole thing is a shop. And it's like, um, there's a lot of these. At Universal, the, when you exit the shop, uh, exit the land even, sorry, you have to go through a massive shop that has all of the merchandise, basically, from the rest of the land put into one shop. It is that's the worst that's, part yeah. of the experience, isn't it? It is. Hopefully, this will be better because it will have basically all of Nintendo's merch and a lot of Nintendo merch for properties that aren't in the park and don't have their own lands will all be in here. On the left-hand side, we'll have Animal Crossing New Eats. So this will be, like I said, um, when I went to Epcot uh, in November, they were having the um, Food and Wine Festival. Mm. And on top of all the normal countries that are in the World Showcase, there was lots of little pop-up stalls that had, like, different cuisines from neighbouring countries of the country it was near. So um, France had, like, Switzerland pavilion, um, Spain had a Portugal, etc., etc., etc. So um, New Eats will do that. But instead of using different countries, it will use different Nintendo franchises that aren't in the park. So ah. you'd have like Metroid. There would also be Animal Crossing characters wondering about it and stuff. But there'd be like a Metroid stand. There'd be a Star Fox stand. There'd be um, arms. You could change them out to, if you've got new games you need to promote. You can just change them out quickly. They won't be overly, um, overly themed. They'll just look like wooden shacks, basically. Oh, for, arms you could, for arms, you could have one of those like spiral fried potatoes on a stick. Yeah, and, it, and massively like two foot long hot dogs, etc. Yeah. So there's a world of opportunities here, but it's a good way to get Nintendo characters that aren't um, don't have their own lands into uh, Super Nintendo Land. I mean, this is where you could have a few character meets and greets as well. Um, anyway, so all of this leads to the middle kind of circular bit. And when you think circular Nintendo, you obviously think Kirby. <laughs> God, I've dropped my phone. Fucking hell. I was not prepared for just the face of Kirby on this fucking map. There he is. Uh, your, your God and Saviour Kirby, right in the middle. So, um, now what you need to picture is, so as you're coming up the Animal Crossing kind of entryway, you will see a big dome, just like, like the Millennium Dome. It's a big pink Kirby. You'll have his face on everything. Like someone's cut Kirby in half and placed him in the middle of this land. He's oh, just God. a big pink dome his little arms are on the side and his big face um this will be an indoor play area called kirby's airplay 
So it'll just be a nice, because I'm thinking it's going to be quite hot. There's going to be a lot of kids that want to go to Nintendo Land, small kids especially. Might get really hot, as it always does in Florida. Kirby's Airplay, indoors, air-conditioned, and just a big playground for kids to kind of burn off some engine and keep out the sun when it gets really hot. Um, plus, you know, it acts as a nice big circular thing for everyone to look at. Now, there is two things that will be behind Kirby that I'll mention later um, that kind of complete the look of what I want you to see as you first enter into the park. But let's get into our first confirmed land, which is obviously the Mushroom Kingdom, which takes up by far the biggest footprint in my park. Mm. Um, so what we will have, the main draw of this will be Princess Peach's Castle. Now, um, as you see on this image, Princess Peach's Castle takes up a rather large footprint. It will be on a plinth, basically. So it's uh, it's similar in comparison to the Magic Kingdom level of um, castle, if not a little bit smaller. Um, it will be on a, a high rise, so it stands out. So as you're walking down that Animal Crossing, over Kirby's left-hand shoulder, you will see Princess Peach's castle. Um, directly next to that, sitting between this and the land that's to the right, will be uh, Bowser's Fortress, underneath which you will have the Mario Kart racers. If you don't know the Mario Kart racers, it, it, they've kind of talked about it in concept. It sounds amazing, but they haven't really got into the practical nature of it yet. But it seems to be a blend of VR, a light VR ride. You're not going to have a full-on visor on, but it's going to have some virtual reality elements built into it. You're going to be driving around a track that seems to be randomized in some way, and you'll be racing against other people in other carts. Meanwhile, Mario characters will be zooming past you on carts of their own, and you'll be driving through different stages. So they've shown, like... Uh, Rainbow Road, they've shown Bowser's Castle, um, etc, etc, etc. Looks goddamn amazing. Really, really does. So that will be housed um, underneath Bowser's Fortress. Now, Peach's Castle will also have the land's premium dining experience, where you will be able to go and eat inside Princess Peach's Castle. Um, Similar to the Beauty and the Beast dining experience, but that looks... It looks like you're eating inside the palace, but you're actually eating underneath it. Um... This one, you will actually be in Princess Peach's castle. This would be quite expensive, but, you know, it's going to have all the good food and all the good stuff. Mario and Peach and Luigi will all walk through there. Have, you done, have you done the um, Beauty and the Beast dining experience before? I have. Yeah. Is it me? It, was just, it just felt like a large cafeteria by the time you got through the co- corridors to the room I mean, itself. Basically, yeah. And it's goddamn expensive. Yeah, for fucking sandwiches. I know, it wasn't great, but, and I mean, unless you're really invested in meeting uh, the beast, it's not the greatest. But I didn't pay for it, so I was fine. Yeah, um, did you have it on the um, quick service plan as well? Oh, no, Rachel's nan paid for it. Oh, so nice. I was just uh, happy to be there, really. So that, <laughs> if I had to pay for it myself, I think I'd be a bit more harsh. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this would be a lot better. I haven't detailed exactly how it would be better. Um, but it would be a lot of Italian food, obviously. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, now, immediately next to that, we will have the Mario Bros. Theatre. So this oh. will be... Um, um, I'm going to make this an outdoor theatre because of uh, a different uh, kind of experience you can have somewhere else in the land. Um, and this would be a very basic retelling of any Mario game you've ever seen. Bowser turns up, kidnaps Peach, and it's up for the Mario Bros. to kind of go and get him. It'd be more of a stunt show than like, mm. a, like a musical, because obviously they'd be jumping in the pipes, they'd be swinging, they'd be fighting the enemies, etc., etc. Um, and it kind of gives scope. This was originally called the Smash Bros. Theatre, but I thought I can't be bothered to think of a story that would get all of the characters into it in a meaningful way. <laughs> Without retelling the story of Smash Brothers Brawl. Exactly, but that 
then you've got to explain who the fuck Taboo is. And I'm like, no, <laughs> kids don't care. But there's scope to have other characters pop up uh, in kind of cameos throughout the uh, the live shows. Yeah. Um, so next to that will be where Donkey Kong Country lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country is by far the smallest kind of section. It's basically just an extended part of Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, it will only play host to the DK, um, the DK Country Coaster, um, which is, if you don't know, is um, you're going to be riding in the Donkey Kong like barrels, uh, and it's been designed to be the first roller coaster to have a jump in it, which sounds mad. Um, but the way it's going to work is the cart's going to be on one track, and then it's going to have an arm attached to a second track underneath. And yeah, this this boom coaster, isn't it? So like yeah. the the boom the boom arm is holding like a mine cart. Yeah. Um, and then like the actual track of the roller coaster is basically ninety degrees down from where the cart actually is. Yeah. And the other track is completely fake, meaning they can have jumps and shit. It looks so good. It looks mad. I mean, imagine the Indiana Jones cart ride chase like in Temple of Doom. Yeah, uh, pretty much. So that's what that's going to be. Obviously, that's a, an announced element, so I haven't really gone into that. I should mention, underneath Peach Castle is where the Yoshi Omni Remover ride is going to be. Um, because it's going to be built into a plinth. It's a very light and airy area of the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm. So this plinth is just going to be built up, and there's going to be several sections where this Yoshi Omni Remover ride, where you basically, you're on the back of a Yoshi going through different lands, you'll see it pop out and back into like parts like coming out of one cave and then going back into the other on the face of this rock fall underneath princess peach's castle so that is all the um announced stuff in the park so from now on it's completely my own creation awesome there is one last thing in uh, mario uh, the mushroom kingdom it's captain toad's treasure trove yeah. this will kind of straddle both donkey kong country and the mushroom kingdom uh, and it's just going to be the merchandise shop for the Mushroom Kingdom. Fair enough. Um, so now we're going to go into our first new land. This is quite small, but it's kind of... We're keeping all of Mario's stuff to the left-hand side. Because obviously they're going to want Mario to be the biggest featured character. Or at least his set of characters to be the most um, uh, prominent. So here we're going to have Luigi's Mansion. Now, Yay! there's some very badly... like I've got, some, I've got a tree PNG... Uh, and just stretched it. So these will be tree lines. So you won't be able to see into Luigi's Mansion, uh, the land, all that clearly uh, until you're into it. So um, this would be, in an ideal world, they put like a, because it's quite small, you'd mm. put like a, a a shawl or an awning over the whole land so it's perpetually dark in there. Kind of like how they do inside Chichen Itza in the Mexico Pavilion at um, Epcot. Yeah. Where you go inside and it's permanently dark. You just do something like that. You put an awning over the trees or something, and you put you make it dark. Put uh, stars on there so it's constantly dark. Because I don't think seeing Luigi's Mansion in the day would be all that cool. Um, no. So it'll be perpetually night in there. Uh, and this is where we're going to get. It's only got one ride, but it's going to be cool. This is Luigi's Mansion's Boo Buster. Oh. So did you watch the uh, Imagineering story? I imagine you didn't have time. No, I didn't get around to it. I just no. sessioned a load of um, Expedition Theme Park instead. Good. We basically did this in 24 hours, by the way. Um, so there's not been massively four tapes. Oh, but... I should have mentioned that up front. Yeah, we did We did this entire pitch in 24 hours. That's fine. Shit. So Fuck. I'll put it in the episode title. There we go. So, um, you know, it's called... Now, obviously, most Disneyland's have a version of the Haunted Mansion. There's one of them that doesn't. I can't remember which one it is, but most of them have a version of the Haunted Mansion. Um, there's one in Hong Kong 
I think it's Hong Kong. It may be um, the Shanghai one, but it's called Mystic Manor because their interpretation of the afterlife and ghost is very different to ours. They decided not to just clone the haunted mansion and put it there. They did something different. Mm. And the ride layout, basically there's there's a monkey. It opens up um, a magic music box and that basically haunts the rest of the, possesses the rest of the house and turns it into the Mystic Manor. The ride looks so goddamn good. You're basically on a randomizer. So there's people controlling where each individual cart is going. It's not on an Omnimover track. It's just going where it wants. So you can go on 10 times and get 10 different orders of rooms that you go on. There's rooms you don't go in on every ride. There's some that are kind of uh, key rooms that you have to go through. But they showed like the um, the screen that kind of shows where all the carts are going. They're weaving in and out of each other. They're going on different routes. They're going in different rooms. And I thought, that sounds amazing. So we're going to combine that with... Um, you've played the Jewel at Alton Towers, right? Jewel, yes, I have. The Haunted Mansion ride where you get to shoot back. Yeah, that's the one. Basically, Luigi's Mansion Boo Buster is that... Plus, like, a Buzz Lightyear Star Command, plus this randomised kind of way of driving about. Awesome. I'm OK with that. So you're going to be sat in there. You're going to have a Poltergust um, at your gun. And as you drive around, you will be... Um, it's kind of hard to describe how I would like this to ideally happen. But it would be some combination of... You'd have, like, the animatronics there, and they'd have the... Um, uh, they have projection onto it. Do you know how they do it in the Haunted Mansion there, where you have the face, like a, you have like an animatronic face, but then they've shot um, digitally onto the face a face. So yes. that sings yes. and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of the big thing they're doing there. So instead of having the animatronics have to do all the legwork, they just have a blank face that they shoot, project a different face onto the top of it. Yeah. You'd have that for the ghosts, and so you'd have a button to freeze them, and then as you suck in, the light kind of gets smaller on the animatronic as if it's going into your gun. Mm. So it's not going to be as like um, the capacity is not going to be that big. because obviously you need each room to be able to. You need the ghost to disappear for that one person, but then quickly reappear for the person behind them. Right. That's all in planning and stuff. Again, I only have 24 hours to figure this out. Spare me. Um, <laughs> but that, let me think so you go into different rooms that would have like different types of the ghosts from luigi's mansion they've had some with the booze in them they'd all be like doing stuff stuff would be moving all around you and you're trying to shoot the ghosts as you go yeah you could also be a way to sneak in other nintendo ghosts in here so you can go into one room and it's got the pose from uh, legend of zelda in there you can go into one room and it's got ghost type pokemon in there that'd be pretty dope oh uh, um, that'd be rad yeah so that's my idea for the luigi's mansion part uh, right, so we're going over to the right-hand side of the stage, and do you know what would really make Universal happy? What does Nintendo? What does Disneyland have? One castle. What's better than one castle, Michael? Is it four castles? Well, four castles is also good, but I was thinking more two. So okay, here comes cool. Hyrule. So <laughs> Hyrule will also kind of be guarded off by a tree line, so you don't really get a clear look into it. But at the back, on a similar plinth to Peach's Castle, will be Hyrule Castle. So nice. as you're coming down that Animal Crossing bit at the start, over the top of the Kirby Dome, you will see Princess Pe- Peach's Castle on the left, and then Hyrule Castle right next to it on the right. Which I think would be a nice visual. So they're both full-size castles, but obviously Princess Peach's is light and airy, Hyrule Castle is not. Um, 
and uh yeah so as you come in it'll be a heavily kind of forested area high rule mm. um and again if you can get a canopy over the top of it for the most part you can like make that levy so it looks like you're walking through a proper forest yeah. you'll be walking into hyrule castle forecourt um and the hyrule castle uh ride oh boy do i want to have a go on this okay so it's called the hyrule castle siege and it's going to be based loosely on the Hagrid motorbike ride. Okay. Uh, which I know you haven't been on. I'm aware of it, though. It's the, it's the coaster with the most amount of launch points, isn't it? Yes. It is the greatest roller coaster in the world. Really? Uh, it's not my favourite. That will always be air. But it's the best roller coaster I've ever been on. It's amazing. Shit. Okay. Even though you don't, even, you don't go upside down or anything, it's just it's next level. It's, it's, I understand why it's getting like five hours worth of queues. It's the best. So we're going to take a little bit of that, but it's going to be almost entirely indoors. And instead of being on a motorbike, you're going to be on a horse. So this is, again, a very high concept, but I'm sure there is a way if they can get a motorbike to get a horse that has its legs moving underneath it. So you would literally be sat on the back of the horse. It looks somewhat realistic, um, but yeah, it's got the, the legs will be moving underneath it as if you're on a real horse. And there'd be like... 10 of these so you have two either side of each other and um you go five rows back and it's going to be a similar launch coaster. so you're not going upside down but for the most part you're going to be indoors because you are playing the role of the knights of hyrule storming the hyrule castle during the climactic battle of ocarina of time so you're going in there whilst ganondorf and link are battling their way through it and the whole thing's on fire so you'll be going through um it's launch coaster. It's going pretty speed is the key here. So, but you'll be like flying through um, parts of the castle on fire. You'll be flying through the main hall. You'll be flying through all the iconic bits of the Hyrule Castle we can get into. You will go past projections of Link fighting Ganondorf on the way up. You'll go into the room with the Shadow Ganon. He can kind of float over the top of you, etc., etc., etc. You'll be bombing through this castle. You will eventually come out to the back of the castle, where you, which can't be seen from the rest of Hyrule, where outside you will obviously be in the climactic bit where you are racing round uh dark beast ganon and nice. just before you're about to exit the right this would be the end but you'd see like the light arrow go off and hit him big bright light as you pull you know go underneath the uh the gate and out of uh hyrule castle back round uh to the finish so that's my big roller coaster idea this now means there's going to be two roller coasters here but i'm happy with that this one's more of an indoor darky type um roller coaster as opposed to the donkey Kong country being quite open and quite family friendly yeah i think it would be immense um now um a little bit of theming as well because the gringrotts bank ride you get mm. to queue through gringrotts bank until you get on the ride and i think that's pretty dope yeah we're going to copy that by having you queue through the temple of time okay so the temple of time will be there and you, as you go in you will queue around your queue around the master sword the spiritual stones will be there etc and eventually you will come around onto the ride and then go into hyrule castle um just a little bit of theming i know it's completely out of place oh castle town market will be there um this will nice. be a, a nice middle ground between the princess peach's castles like high-end food and yeah. the animal crossings like quick service stuff there'll be like places to sit down and properly eat stuff um pardon me and I know it's completely out of place, but I felt like we had to put the Deku tree in there as well. That so makes the Deku, sense to me. The Deku yeah. tree would just be in the middle of the forecourt. It'd be animatronic. It'd be moving about. It would be the tits. Like um, a big middle finger to the um, uh, the Animal Crossing world tree. Not Animal Crossing, the Animal Kingdom world tree. 
Exactly, yes, but this one would be better because it's The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, now, I haven't really thought of it where you'd interact with characters, but I think they'd just be roaming about. And you yeah. would just, you know, you'd come across Link would be there, um, Zelda would be there, etc., etc. Now, no prize for guessing what the last land is. Of course, it's po- It's the Pokemon region. Yep. Um, it's Pokemon region three. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, we, we do have other ideas about other things other than Pokemon, but it's mainly Pokemon. So mm. um, this would be kind of like um, it'd be themed and kind of reminiscent of like the big cities of the Pokemon universe. So like Saffron City, uh, Lumio City, Castelia City, um, uh, Rhyme City from Detective Pikachu, a mm. big modern type of town. Because I don't really think you have that here. Mushroom Kingdom is obviously fantasy. Hyrule Castle would be like a like a bit more dingy and a bit darker. Uh, obviously, Luigi's Mansion is just a dark haunted mansion. Oh yeah, the haunted mansion itself would be um, the outside of Luigi's man- Mansion's boo buster would just look like Luigi's Mansion from the first game. Nice, complete with a big scary face on the door. Um, so yeah, it's going. We're going for a pretty modern aesthetic here. Uh, there'd be like fo- foliage and stuff like that where you can kind of hide Pokemon animatronics in. Mm. Uh, to make it feel a bit more lived in. But the first bit will be the Poke Promenade. Um, obviously shaped like a Pokeball. Yeah, because everything well, is. Of course it is. So what we're going to ape here is Diagon Alley from uh, the Harry Potter land. Cool. Where it's, they get to get a lot of, they cram a lot of references in there. And it's only like three streets worth of stuff. But all the shop windows can have anim- uh, Pokemon animatronics in. Um, you would have a Poke Mart, a Poke Center, uh, a, Pokeball, a Pokeball shop. Etc. 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 Where you can just go trainer gear. It's a. It's going to be a very highly themed shopping district, basically, but a good way to kind of cram a lot of animatronics in. Now, the ropiest of my pitches is the Pokemon League Live. I was okay. like, I feel like you need a way to do Pokemon battles, but animatronics, I don't think is the way to go because I don't think it has the dynamic movement and the kind of stuff you need mm. to make it really seem like a Pokemon battle. So at one point, this was just going to be another theatre show. But then I thought, uh, no, there is a way to do this. So what are you going to do? This, this, oh, you know, Tupac. <laughs> That's the best start to any explanation ever, but go on. So they're doing these reunion, these kind of revival shows now. where they Oh, put that, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's the holographic screen thing. So they yeah. put a screen up the front of the stage. And they beam like Tupac or Elvis or whoever onto it. And it looks like Elvis is actually on stage and he's wandering about and he's doing his singing. But it's got a live, an actual live band behind it doing the backing music. That's kind of how we're going to achieve Pokemon battles. So you're going to be sat in there. It's going to be a theatre. It's indoors. And it's a bit like Muppet, uh, the Muppet Vision uh, 3D. All oh, right. But you'll, have, you'll be all sat down at the bottom. But then we'll be animatronics up at the top with Pokemon looking on watching the battles as well. And then you'd come on and you'd have two people walk on. So there'd be, um, do you know when they, in the anime, in not the first season, when they got to the Pokemon League, they were like stood on stands, basically. Yeah. Or kind of like when Yu-Gi-Oh does it and Yu-Gi-Oh's like stood on a plinth above the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Two trainers would walk on from either side. They'd be real. And then they would chuck the Pokeball, obviously, into a hole in the stage that you wouldn't be able to see. And then on the screen that's in front of them would appear the Pokemon. Okay. And that's how you would stage it. Now, you could have, like, in-arena effects that kind of sell it. Stuff can be happening behind that screen that makes it look like, you know, there's a flamethrower happening or water splashing up or anything like that. 
And I think that's the only way to have the speed and the dynamic you need to have a Pokemon battle and make it look cool and still be quite entertaining. Because I think animatronics, I just, I have doubts that the technology is there to really make it work at the moment. So that was my compromise. Finally, we move on to the actual big ride in the Pokemon uh, land. Uh, this is called Pokemon Rocket Ride. Okay. So this is an entirely indoor dark ride that's kind of like the Jurassic Park River Adventure. So okay. you're going to be in a cart not dissimilar to the one from Pokemon Snap. And the the outside of the building appears to be Professor Oak's lab. And you're going to be going in there and kind of trundling around his garden with a load of Pokemon animatronics kind of you know, doing their thing, going about their business. And you'll be going through. Eventually, you'll come inside of um, Professor Oak's um, lab. Mm-hmm. And whilst you're in there, Team Rocket turn up. And their plan is to steal all the Pokemon. The, it's Jesse and James. They turn up. They've got hold of an Abra. And the Abra used teleport to teleport you back to the Rocket headquarters. So you're like, whoa. All of a sudden, you see a different flash of light, and then an animatronic Ash and Pikachu will be there saying, oh, God, we've been teleported here too. Don't worry, we're going to get you out. Mm. Pikachu uses Thunderbolt on the um, on the computer system. This obviously fries everything and opens all the gates. You're basically in a, a rocket experimental lab type of thing. Yeah. That opens all the gates, like in Detective Pikachu, and the Greninjas get out and all that good stuff. So all of a sudden, Pokemon are running rampant all around you. Oh, my God, what's happening? Um, and, of course, this unleashes Mewtwo. You two will then find you and start, you know, hovering your cart about and chasing after you. And um, eventually Mew will turn up to save the day. You'll have a quick fight between Mew and Mewtwo, and then it will teleport you back to Professor Oak's lab where you'll end the ride. Cool. I think it's a nice way to have a nice... That's where I do want to use animatronics because they don't need to do all that much. But the Mewtwo one will need to be pretty spry. But other than that, I don't think they need to do more than just... You've been on the Jurassic Park River ride. You know they're good enough. You know, the yeah. Sensorus doesn't move its head, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, so it's based on, like, you know, the dark rides like Spider-Man, uh, the Spider-Man dark ride, the Transformers one, which isn't as good. Um, but it'd be a nice way to include Pokemon in there. And it's a different type of ride, because I didn't want another roller coaster. I didn't want anything VR heavy. So this is just a dark ride. And nice. that is my pitch for Super Nintendo Land. I like it. Uh, I like that a lot. That, that's a that's a lot to get down in 24 hours, so well done. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think I'm happy with most of it. Uh, the uh, I feel like there's probably room for having another Zelda-themed ride, maybe a smaller one around the Deku Tree or something like that. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I don't feel there's anything, there's any franchises I left out that really warranted stuff. I tried Metroid, but I don't think it has the momentum for a full land, nor could I think of anything that wasn't like similar to something else I already had, like a shooting ride. So yeah. Now I want to do Luigi's Mansion, a dark ride. Now I want to do that for Pokemon. I don't want to do another roller coaster. And I don't think there was any other franchise I left out that were really, I felt at least didn't warrant their own land. Fair you know I mean? And that's where I kind of wanted to incorporate into that first entry in the animal kingdom at the animal crossing bit with the new eats, so you've got a way to kind of put them in there. Yeah, you have like that little bit of representation that the fans will enjoy, but it won't impede on the general visitor's experience. So that's pretty good. Because everyone who comes there, they'll know who Mario is. I mean, arguably Donkey Kong is like the weakest of them. I mean, Luigi's Mansion maybe as well, but they'll all have heard of Zelda. They've all heard of Pokemon. So for the uh, Kirby, I think the same. He's maybe the 
Animal Crossing bit might be a bit confusing for some of the adults, but I mean, Animal Kingdom is currently Animal Crossing is currently taking over the world, so I don't feel that's a problem. But yeah, that's yeah. my idea, Maggle. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Animal Crossing is a really good punt. That's something you won't see in my uh, in my pitch, unfortunately. Ah, wow, that's really good. I really enjoyed that. that. That's really well thought out, and you've effectively used, even though it's quite a blocky map, you've effectively used the space to hide other parts and it makes the world seem bigger than it actually is. I think that was really clever. So you basically have the Pokemon and the Mario, uh, the Mushroom Kingdom would be quite open plan. Mm. So you've got two big areas kind of opposite each other to go and explore. And then, yeah, Hyrule and the Luigi Mansion bit would be a bit more closed off. Because I feel like you have to set the atmosphere is more important to those two than it is to the Pokemon and the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, that's why I wanted to have like nets over the top of them, high tree lines and all that stuff, so you can kind of hide bits that you want to give it that good feel that is awesome thank you very much Darren. right okay so it's my turn let's swap screen share let's do that okay oh yeah i can see uh let me just maximize you uh yes i can see your screen cool can you see that i'm on google image search uh no i can see my own face oh there we go yes i can see you on uh the image search Cool. Awesome. Right then. So um, now what Darren did with his pitch is act with a lot of freedom because you you set yours out as if Nintendo gets its own theme park. Mm -hmm. That's not what I've done. I've tried to act more realistically in terms of what is planned, what can be produced, and I've acted a little bit more reserved in the future of the parks. So let's get into what we already know, Darren. Let's get this up. Um, so what we already know about Super Nintendo Land at the moment is that when you arrive, it will be through a warp pipe. You will emerge out of Peach's Castle. Directly in front of you, there will be stairs, like the castle stairs leading down to a lower level, which contains the dining location, which is confirmed to be the Toadstool Cafe, according to the model anyway. Um, there is a character stage for small shows down there, again, for your standard. That'll be like a lighter version of your Mario Bros. Theatre. Um, across from that character stage where you'd have small shows and meet and greets, there would be the entrance through another warp pipe to Yoshi's Adventure, which is the Yoshi ride. You enter on the lower level. The queue brings you up to the top level, um, and then you can get into the Yoshi carts. Um, on the top level, because the lower level's quite special, you know it's a bit sparse at the minute it is basically just the yoshi ride entrance a future exit to an expansion and um the calf and that's it uh, on the top level over to your right and you'll see the same things on the opposite side of the park are ar viewers these are confirmed to be in development they're based on the viewers from uh, i want to say super mario brothers 3d world is that right are they not the binoculars from uh, odyssey they're either the 3D World ones or the Odyssey ones. Either way, um, they're AR viewers. They enable you to not only use them as binoculars for the actual physical land so that you can see further across it. They also have an AR filter built into them. And this allows you to see additional characters walking around. So, for example, uh, in the distance, Darren, over on that big um, sort of like blocky mountain, you can see animatronics for yoshi the thwomps and a stack of goombas yeah um, these ar would add additional goombas they would have bullet bills flying around they would have cooter paratroopers 
that kind of stuff. It would add an additional layer of um, interactivity and detail to the land. That's dope. That that this is the confirmed stuff as well. I didn't make any of this up. Damn it! Um, I should have done more research before I got blown over by my own ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were to go to your left instead of going off to the right and down the stairs, if you go off to your left, now. On this picture I'm showing Darren, it just says play areas. We'll come to that in a bit, as well as the multiplayer interactive gaming. We'll come to that in a bit because that's part of my embellishment. Mm-hmm. Um, over to on the left-hand side, right at the end. I mean, you'll see more AR viewers plumped around the little area as well. But you will see the Mario Kart ride, which is apparently just called Mario Kart. That's That's the name, which I find a bit boring. I would have called it Mario Kart GT which would have stood for Mario Kart Grand Tour, and we'll come into that in just a moment. Um, Now, what we know about the Mario Kart ride is it's the only ride that's going to be appearing in every iteration of the park. It is a dark ride, and it contains... Now, I've had to kind of think about what's actually in development right now in order to explain how this works. I found one ride system in the fucking world that would kind of explain how this is going to work. If you haven't heard of it, it's um, it's called the Dual Power Coaster, and it's by a company called Dynamic Attractions. Essentially, it's a dueling track ride where each cart is on a full motion hidden platform that's holding the carts. That platform can pitch, it can roll, it can raise, and it can spin 360 degrees on a horizontal axis. Um, Now, the the patterns I've been looking at, though, show a dual axis system at the back, which would allow the cart to drift, which would be incredible. Um, I'm just basically going, yes, it can drift. But we're going to get into, oh, God, and I've got to try and find the right one. Excuse me a second, Darren, whilst I find, oh, hang on. I'm going to show you this. This is the model box, Darren. Ah, there we go. There we go. So you can see Mario Kart, you can see the Toadstool Cafe, Yoshi's Adventure. You can see a shop, actually, um, the Mario Pit Stop to the right of uh, the Mario Kart experience. That is where that ride would chuck you out, basically. Um, what's interesting though is to look not that one, 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 definitely not that one. We'll get to that. Look at the fucking size of the Mario Kart ride. That is massive. It's huge. So this is we're looking at the um the plot for the Orlando version. And the Mario Kart ride takes up what? Just under half of the entire thing, entire Mushroom Kingdom and Donkey uh-huh. Kong? It's fucking huge, Darren. So <laughs> here's my ideas. For what this is going to be so the mario kart ride it uh, contains four people per cart we know it's a dark ride with kind of like this new kind of dual power coaster slash somewhere between test track and oh god i don't know like it's in fact i would say test track is the best inspiration for yeah. it here's where my embellishment comes in darren so there's multiple scenes um that will contain 10 stretches of different tracks The tracks that I would want to be in there would be Mario Circuit, Luigi's Mansion, Toad's Turnpike, Wario's Goldmine, Cheap Cheap Beach, DK Mountain, Waluigi Stadium, Bowser's Castle, Rainbow Road, and then the finish line, which would be the scene 13 that you can see on this picture, Darren, would be uh, Peach's Castle finish line, and when you get out, you get to see who's won. We know that the Mario Kart ride is going to contain AR technology. Essentially, Nintendo wants it to be glasses, I think it's more likely it's going to be like a goggle strap kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
apparently these glasses will have some form of remote computing which allows additional things to be shown a little bit like the ar viewers but in motion that's going to be mental but in my head i think that that means that's how you're going to get power-ups so the power-up mm-hmm. blocks i think are going to be the lay on ar stuff as is going to be the effects what i'm proposing is that this ride like every ride in the park has an interactive element in the mario kart ride if you were to purchase darren i don't know whether you've seen these have you seen these uh oh those are fast passes right kind of they're called power up bands these were confirmed in a press release i want to say two months ago so they allow you to interact with things around the park and gain coins and keys uh in the super nintendo world app which again is confirmed um these will be purchasable so these don't come with your ticket these are an additional experience essentially but it gamifies the park which i'm all about I think that would be fucking incredible. So in this section, if you were to bop your little power-up band on your cart, you'll start collecting points in the app. In this, then, every time you pick up and use a power-up, you'll gain additional coins. Doing that will slow down the ride for the opposing cart. So so if you were to hit them, so as you come out of the unload, you swerve round into scene two and three, If you were to, whilst you're close, activate a power-up with your power-up band, you can slow the ride down and ruin it for other people, which I think would be fucking incredible. Um, The turns... Now, speed is a problem with this. It's quite big in terms of its footprint, but there have been patterns shown how you can emulate speed. That would be, in the turns where the carts will need to slow down, uh, there will be rotating obstacles and moving holographic walls as well as air jets that will simulate speed. So as you're going slow corner, um, ahead of you to distract you would be an animatronic of a different Mario Kart racer. There's concept art, I haven't got it up, but there's concept art of you going round a boost corner with Wario ahead of you. That's what I would want. Every other racer that appears, apart from the two carts that are dueling across the track, would be animatronic. It would then have the AR overlay for the power-ups, um, as well as you can actually interact. This is this is my idea now. You can interact with those animatronics. If you to, if you can successfully land a hit on any of the animatronics cards, in my head I wrote down if you hit Bowser in the last bit, then you get a key. Because keys can be used for something else. We'll come to that in a moment. This is actually, and again, the keys are the real thing I'm just trying to, sort of contextualize it right so yeah um so it's called mario kart gt mario kart grand tour because you'll be going through 10 tracks Uh with warp pipes separating them on the bends Uh when you go through a warp pipe it's like going onto one of those bit you know like when you get like those auto drive sections on mario kart so like when you get shot out of stuff or whether you're just on like a big boost Mm -hmm. that's what that would be but inside those warp pipes you would have like blocks like coming narrowly there'd be like a rotating cylinder it like where my mouse is on the edge of that wall mm-hmm. that would have like just all blocks all the way around it in like a big wheel spoke kind of thing and that would spin and along with the holographic walls that are like rushing behind you in the air blowing in your face it would look like you're avoiding a big line of blocks lovely i think that would be really cool yeah. so that's so that's mario kart 
The other one we know about is... Bear with me, I've just got to get the thing. So Yoshi's Adventure, which is on the lower level of the park. We know it's an Omnimover, and we know that it's located on the second level. Mm -hmm. Um, Guests sit on the back of Yoshi's, but not in the way that you think. Essentially, it's like the carts from Spaceship Earth, except Yoshi's shell is like a two-seater, like, cart thing. Right. Like, the Yoshi's look, (laughs) there is concept art of it. Um, There they are, just over there. So you see how the shell is now concave into the Yoshi? Yeah. That's where you'd sit. So those Uh, Yoshi carts are thick. (laughs) They are are quite (laughs) chonky boys. Um, So the line would take you through the lower floor before you come up to the upper floor and come onto the load and unload floor. Again, almost exactly like um, Spaceship Earth. They would be constantly moving, constantly getting people on. You would then come out of the building and across the bridge scene where you can see that that leads to another part of the world eventually. You would then come on into another inside dark ride bit. I'm guessing that you could have something to do with like baby Mario in there. You would come out to another outdoor scene with plenty more animatronics before coming into a final dark room scene and getting off the ride. The interactive element in this ride, in my head, would be using the power up band on the back of Yoshi's head will cause the tongue to extend. If you are able to rescue the baby Mario by popping it out of a balloon, which again would be an AR element, you get a key, which would be really nice. Um, We'll come back to the map that we started on here. So now we're getting into stuff that I've invented for the Mushroom Kingdom element. That is, I would put the play areas and the multiplayer interactive gaming into the same experience. This would be the Mario Party Arcade. Uh, it's a hybrid of Disney Quest and Innoventions from Epcot in that it's a series of alternate reality and virtual reality games that utilize motion sensors, gyroscopic sensors, kinetic inputs, etc., etc., to simulate Mario Party mini games. I do have an example. Um, there would be one of the areas would be like a little room, and projected onto the floor would be. Um, like an upward shot of Goombas. The kids basically can jump from Goomba to Goomba, squashing them and getting coins in order to earn points and get onto the leaderboards. Uh, That would be called Goomba Stompers. I had a couple of other ideas. Um, Wing cap gliders would use a motion tracking camera so that you have to tilt a flying cap Mario and Luigi on a Star Fox style course to earn points. And then there's coin course collectors, which uses motion tracking to track guests jumping on a platform on a traditional um, 2D Mario course. So it's kind of like an infinite runner and you are the button that makes them jump. Ah, very nice. The interactive element here is getting onto the leaderboard for the day will earn you the third of the final, well, the, the final of three keys that you need to get to the Bowser Jr. boss fight. Uh, has... well, I thought you can say it's to get Amorak's fortune, but uh, that's fine. Uh, that would have been nice, but no. It is confirmed that there will be a multiplayer boss, which is where the multiplayer interactive gaming arrow on that particular image is leading. Uh-huh. And you need to collect three keys in the park. It hasn't been confirmed what that is, and that's when I had the Bowser Jr. idea. Okay. Because I think you need to save Bowser for the general audiences as an opponent in the Mario Kart ride. We'll use Bowser Jr. for the, you've paid the, you know, 
they shouldn't be selling those bands for more than $35. You've paid $35 to do the gamification of the park. You now get to take part in this um, virtual reality game. So it's called Bowser Jr.'s Airborne Battle. It's a multiplayer AR-VR hybrid, as in you would have glasses and VR would basically give you the appearance that you're shooting bullet bills at an airship from your own airship. It's a game for up to 12 players. It'd be placed into teams by which keys you've already collected in the park. So if you don't have all three keys, you can team up with other people who have the key that you need. You would then use your power-up band to scan in. Once all three keys have been inserted, your airship starts up. You've got uh, these bullet-built cannons that can be operated similarly to the ones in... Did you play the Pirates of the Caribbean game at uh, Disney Quest? No. So they're kind of like... They're just like these little faux cannons that you can point, and there are reticules on what is essentially a 360-degree screen around you in the room. Yeah. Um, and you can just keep pulling the cord and shooting out cannibals. It would oh, be like that. Um, like Toy Story Mania. A little bit. It's Yeah, in fact, the controller is exactly like Toy Story Mania. It's not, right. it's not got a track. It is just a room. Right. Um, we'll get into Toy Story Mania later on because that uh, forms uh, an inspiration for something else. Um, it does have some gentle motion effects. So the room itself is on a plinth. It can tilt and pitch in a little bit, but nothing too crazy because we're not strapping the guests down to anything. So instead of it being like a 15 degree pitch, which can simulate falling, it will probably be like a five degree pitch. Just so you feel like you're on an unsteady ship. Um, the game is practically fail-proof because if, if you've got to the point of having the keys, you'll want to win. Um, and playing it unlocks the Golden Mushroom with the storyline being Bowser Jr. has stolen the Golden Mushroom, go and get it back. Uh, and that would be like a thing that you can then unlock in the Super Nintendo World app, which can get you any number of things. It could probably get you like a plush toy for free, like a cheapy one, something like that. Right. Or a sense of pride and accomplishment if you believe other game companies. Very now, nice. that leads you on to... Let me find the picture of it. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that leads you into Donkey Kong Country, which is apparently opening later than the Mushroom Kingdom section. Like yours, it does only host uh, Donkey Kong's Minecart Madness. That's the only thing that it has. Um, it's the Boom Cart roller coaster. It's got slight vertical rotation on the thing, so you can emulate the jumping... You've heard this. You know what this is. The only thing that I would add to this is that I would like a quick, uh, like a counter service dining option in DK's house that sells exclusively frozen bananas. <laughs> that's that's what I would like. Yes. Yes to I that. Think, yes to all. Oh, the Toastal Cafe, it has to sell either pizza or pasta, otherwise it's not an immersive experience. Correct. And a mushroom risotto, so you can feel like you're eating toad. Yes, exactly that. So that is everything that is currently announced, I think. Um, just showing yeah. down a couple more concept arts, you can see that the Minecart Madness is, is pretty much an entirely outdoor roller coaster, except for like a themed load and unload section. Yeah. Mario Kart's a dark ride. We know what we're doing there. So we now come... What's one? That, yeah, okay. So we know that there is a massive stretch of land between the uh proposed current super nintendo world and the next themed world in um epic universe yeah which has been pegged to be a future nintendo expansion i took one look at that darren saw the trees and thought exactly the same as you this would be the kingdom of hyrule yeah 
percent. Um, if we look back at this concept art, you can see the, you know the bridge where the Yoshis are. Yes. If you were to go under that, I haven't decided whether or not you would go through a warp pipe or whether you would just go into a forest. Mm-hmm. But it does one of two things. You either go through um, the Lost Woods yeah, or you go through a warp pipe and you appear out of a cave. But either way, up- upon arriving into the expansion of the Kingdom of Hyrule, you would be on the hill from Breath of the Wild. Mm. You would see Hyrule Castle in front of you. You would see um, like the Gorons Mountain over to the right. Uh, you would see uh, like the Zora Kingdom off. Mo- now the the Gorons, the Zoras, the Gerudo stuff, the Ruto stuff. All of that is um, it's like a skybox. So right. unfortunately, that doesn't exist because we're focusing solely on the Kingdom of Hyrule. I have three proposed rides for this area because it would be the biggest of all the sections. Right. First up would be our outdoor roller coaster. It's low intensity, but um, and then. It, what, how would you describe the Hagrid ride? Is that low intensity? Uh, it is not low intensity. It okay. is, uh, it's, um, that's a low intensity. But I mean, there's the there's the Hippogriff roller coaster, but that's a proper kiddie roller coaster. That's not okay. I'm gonna that's even below like low intensity. I'll edit this on the fly then. It's not a, the Hippogriff coaster. It's exactly like the multiple launch Hagrid coaster. This Yay. is this is Epona's Terminator. Um, ah. Essentially, the theme is directly following epona running off at the start of majora's mask epona is returning to save link from skull kid oh that's clever you are on the back of epona and you are darting through the forest avoiding enemies from majora's mask and ocarina of time oh we both had horse roller coasters this is good we did um this is actually where i would put a live show there's a little bit of a stage in the mushroom kingdom bit but i feel like that's mostly going to be used for meet and greets mm-hmm. This is where I would have the Temple of Time as the live show. This is Hyrule Historia, the Lost Oracle. It's a mixture of a walkthrough attraction, a little bit like uh, Poseidon's Fury in Islands of Adventure, and uh, the Sinbad live show. It is a mixture of projections, computer-generated graphics, um, pyros, waterfalls, and a live-action swords and sorcery show that tells the of Hyrule across the many links, Zeldas and Ganons that have existed through the ages, covering the entire story from Skyward Sword right down to Breath of the Wild. The show would... (laughs) Yeah, I know. The show would be narrated by the three gods of Hyrule, um, Feyror, Din, and... Oh, God, I can't remember the last one. Uh, Nehru, Feyror... Yeah, Nehru, Feyror, and Din would be your... um, Like, your guides, your hosts... Um, and then we'll have like multiple actors playing all the different multiple links. So you'll get scenes like um, you'll get the scene of Link taking the sword out of the Temple of Time and aging up. We'll use like a trapdoor effect for that. Uh, you would have the scene of Link on the back of the bird flying through the skies. You would have basically all the iconic moments that you'd want to be in there. You might have to emit stuff like the Hero of Trains because that would be really fucking hard to do. Um, but it's a swords and sorcery show. You're there to watch. Oh, and you would, and the center point fight would be Link versus Dark Link. Okay. So that those are quite small. Like, it, in terms of in terms of footprint, I guess the uh, opponent's Terminator would be quite long, but it would be quite narrow. 
because yeah. what we're saving the room for is obviously Hyrule Castle, which houses the signature ride of the area, The Legend of Zelda Trials of the Sheikah. Um, it's set directly after the events of Breath of the Wild, and it's housed in Hyrule Castle itself. So the line is you going through the halls of Hyrule Castle. Um, there would be screens that would show people like Impa in there, Dampe, you know, like, all of these iconic NPC characters. Yep. The the ride is, it's a dark ride roller coaster hybrid. I want you to think of Escape from Gringotts Bank. Right. So that has show elements and it has virtual elements and it also is a roller coaster. Uh, the theming is Zelda has tasked you to explore the last Sheikah temple in the newly excavated Guardian Transporter. So it would explain how so many people can get onto one cart. Um, things go quickly wrong in the temple as it starts to crumble from the inside and Ganon's remains have been found to be manipulating the ancient Sheikah tech. Um, the riders are brought through... So like so anytime the ride the ride dips on the rail is where you would start seeing projections of crumbling rocks. Um the car proceeds on this kind of like path of destruction before being being flung and the car comes to a stop inside of one of the um Sheikah battle chambers. That's where you're surrounded by guardians and the spirit of Calamity Ganon. You're saved at the last moment by Link, who uses his Triforce skills to essentially throw you out of the uh, the dungeon. Um, as you're going out and the ride starts moving again, this is where the interactive element comes in. Uh, you hear the voice of Zelda telling you that there are Sheikah slates built into the transporter using your power-up band on them might cause some effects. So as you're coming around, it would be impossible to fail these. It would be a little bit like no mission space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like there would be a little timer. If you hit it, the effect starts early. Great. If you don't, Zelda's like, I'll get it. <laughs> Essentially. Oh, you fucked it don't worry i got this basically basically yeah um so using the slates um you activate traps to stop all the ganon blights so like the um wind blight ganon starts coming in so you drop a rock on him um thunder blight ganon comes through and it kind of like gets crushed between like this vice um Essentially, you get lifted out of the thing by the pair of the triforce from Link and Zelda, and that returns you to safety inside Hyrule Castle dope that would be really cool um so that's that's orlando so mm -hmm. like i said i probably did my research we know that japan is getting the mushroom kingdom and donkey kong country we know that the hollywood studios is only getting half a mushroom kingdom because they're not getting the yoshi ride mm -hmm. as well as dk county um orlando's getting everything with an expansion which we've talked about and net but there is one more thing that we can have inside of orlando that yeah. is where I need the map of Universal because we know that they've been trying to get rid of Woody Woodpecker's kid zone for fucking yonks. <laughs> yeah. So let's do something with that, shall we? I wonder what it will be. Oh, can you guess, Darren, what we might put inside Woody Woodpecker's kid zone? Kid Icarus. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Obviously, this is where we would put the world of Pokemon. Yes. This contains... Now... They want to get rid of the Woody Woodpecker coaster, Fivel's bullshit, and the day in the park with Barney. Um, <laughs> Fivel's bullshit. <laughs> Fivel's bullshit. I must have walked past that. Yeah, you must have. Um, I mean, can we also destroy the E.T. ride just so it's definitely dead? Oh, you know what, Darren? Wish granted, because I want to get rid of the E.T. ride. <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. This is where I would house Pokemon Snap Adventure. Ah! 
It replaces the ET ride. It's still an Omnimover, but it changes the bikes to the Zero One buggy. Um, AR technology, so you put the goggles on, will allow you to interact with the animatronic scenes that lets rarer Pokemon spawn as projections. Mm. Um, instead of it just being hold on to the bike and look at the creepy ET stuff, you now have um, Rotom cameras in your hand um the axe is kind of like it's a little bit like a point of gun thing except obviously you're not pointing a gun you're pointing a camera um this is the way that players can rack up points in the in the game as well as as you exit the ride you go through a gallery where the best photos from that round are displayed it's basically that replacement for the take a picture on the ride thing you're the one taking the picture ah that's genius um that's when we come to what replaces uh, everything else basically so a day in the park with barney that can fuck off we've now got um detective pikachu cracks the case so that section would be themed to rhyme city it is a it's a light it's another live show but it contains a and i would want the money spent on this a real fucking animatronic detective pikachu complete with the fur i want it to look as good as fucking possible mm-hmm. we get a ryan reynolds sound alike in it's a live show in which detective pikachu invites you into his office to crack the case of the missing master ball so during the course of the show antics ensue you find out it's team rocket you know where this is going it's more sort of it's not as kid friendly as the um the barney's thing obviously I'd, in terms of tone, I'd like to not get quite up to, but be inspired by the Beetlejuice Rockhouse review. Because mm-hmm. I, I love that show so goddamn much. Um, and I think I'd, I'd want to pitch for like, it's safe for the kids to watch, but there are going to be some jokes from the Ryan Reynolds sound alike that adults are going to enjoy as well. Um, it will have sort of like, you know, that kind of like hidden camera technology where the presenters behind the stage yeah. and mm-hmm. can talk directly to the audience. That's yeah. the kind of stuff we'd be doing. It's a comedy show. It lasts around 20 minutes. Lovely. Um, the Fivals Bullshit Zone. <laughs> the, this is my ropey one because all I could think of was, oh, God, okay, just reskin it. So this is the Poker Park play area. Um, it's just a Pokemon-themed, like, Pokemon Forest-themed play area. I think it, the, the host would be the Pichu Brothers, although yeah. I haven't figured that out properly. Now, this is where I'm thinking sort of, late game for this because that would be it that's all they want to get rid of but did you know darren that disney own everything now i am aware that disney own most things they also own the simpsons darren they do uh, and in 2028 uh, the simpsons license at universal studios florida runs out and i absolutely guarantee they will not be able to hold on to it nope nope this is where we would reskin the Simpsons ride, what was the Back to the Future ride, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, this is where I would have uh, the what would then, after the Pokemon Snap ride, become to be the signature ride of the world of Pokemon. It's called Pokemon A Legendary Encounter. Uh-huh. It replaces the Simpsons ride as a motion simulator ride where you board another one of Professor Oak's experimental vehicles. Um, essentially, the line and the outer exterior would be like a Pokemon Super Lab. Right. So you'd kind of be going back to what it was with um, Back to the Future, but Pokemon themed. Uh, As you go through the line, you can see these newly animated segments of all the different Pokemon professors talking about how their legendary Pokemon have disappeared. Um, As you get to the front of the queue, you see a pre-show with Professor Oak. 
who is broadcasting for a remote location uh, who walks you through the safety features of his new experimental flying cart before telling you about the the mystery of the missing legendary Pokemon and how this links back to the reemergence of Mewtwo. This is when the staff members in the room would, because they're all dressed up like um, Professor Oak's aides, mm-hmm. they would throw their coats off to reveal that they're members of Team Rocket. Giovanni would cut into the transmission and take the guests hostage and uses them as collateral to keep Professor Oak from stopping him from recapturing Mewtwo. Oak remotely launches the craft and tells you to find Ash and the crew as the ride starts. So you get into your cart and it rises up and flies off. You're following Ash's cart, who again, you can't control what's going on because he's been hacked. And your crafts travel to Mewtwo and start engaging him. This is when Mewtwo, enraged, summons the legendary Pokemon from across all the current regions to attack your flying craft. A couple of examples of scenes would be uh, Kyogre to the ocean, complete with water effects. Palkia would teleport you from region to region using his wormholes. Um, and as the craft starts to break down, you would slide down a glacier whilst being chased by Qrem. So that's mm-hmm. the kind of kind of scenes you can expect the climax is when Mewtwo sort of psychokinetically possesses your craft and brings it right up to him he kind of realizes that you're not a threat and that's when Giovanni sort of appears in the background in a helicopter and starts launching rockets at Mewtwo that causes Mewtwo to drop you and that you know creates a sensation of falling uh, before you're saved by uh, Professor Oak using Ash's craft to basically drag you back to the lab um real mewtwo realizes you're not a threat and as you're going back to the lab the legion the region legendaries can be seen traveling through the sky through the sea through the air uh back to their home regions the ride spits you out in a pokemon center where po- uh, professor oak says you should heal up after that exciting encounter i'm glad this bodes well for what we're about to do uh, as we've had very similar ideas yeah, we've had we have. Professor Oak's lab gets hijacked by Team Rocket and Mewtwo appears. We've had yep. a horse coaster in the Hyrule place. This is good. This shows yeah. on the same wavelength. It Surely does, someone yeah. else is on that wavelength and will actually get these right. God, I hope so. Um, and that, and I'm kind of this is like spitballing now because obviously all the Simpsons bars and restaurants will have to be changed. Um, let's let's think about how we could reskin those. This is this is completely off off the back here. Mm-hmm. So you would have a Pokemon, you would have a Pokemon Center, um, you could have a place where you could purchase poffins, you could have a po- place where you could purchase Poker Blocks. I I would quite like it if the walking around people, like there would be like uh, like a cast member that would be walking around near the sh- the restaurants that's trying to sell you Slowpoke Tail. I think that would be oh, really funny. Be nice. Like that a lot. Um, so yeah, that's the world of Pokemon. That leaves one park, um, which is the one in Singapore, which is confirmed to be getting the Mushroom Kingdom in its entirety and Donkey Kong Country later down the line, with another small expansion. This is <laughs> this is the smallest idea I had, but it's the most vivid one, the one that I could have ri- sort of Im- imagine riding the most. Okay. So we've got we've got Pokemon, we've got Zelda, we've got Mario, we've got DK. Obviously, I'm going to go for the next big mascot, Splatoon. So, <laughs> so, um, so they would be getting an Incopolis um, area, which would focus. It would have a lot of clothes shops. It would focus on selling fashionable items. It would have one ride. It's called Splatoon Turf War. 
It is a Toy Story Midway Mania clone, which pits two cars of four people against each other in a turf battle for points. You would wear AR goggles for this, as well as holding a replica of the splatter gun. Um, The splatter guns would, I'd want them to be engineered really well to have like um, little air jets in them. Mm-hmm. So every time you pull the trigger, it feels like you're really like shooting a paintball gun. Right. Um, similar to the Midway Mania stuff, there would be screens uh, shooting against them whilst wearing your AR goggles would show your color paint splats covering the area. Obviously, the objective is to cover as much ground as you can. Um, and the riders would use these guns to shoot colored lasers, which will then correspond to paint splatters. Whoever covers the most ground wins. And that's how you get the points on the app for that right there. That one makes the most sense to me, as basically that's already taking the tech that exists. So, you know, the Men in Black ride, the uh, Buzz Lightyear ride, you would just use those laser nodes and then overlay screens onto them. That's what I'm thinking for that. Yeah, that works. A couple of things additionally that I quite like to do. Uh, if we do have space for like a proper like show in the Mushroom Kingdom bit, I would like the new Donk City celebration. It's basically a, a jazz band that performs live with like a stand-in for Mayor Pauline, and you would get a selection of Nintendo tunes being played live with the finale being the song from Mario Odyssey, which is Jump Up Superstar. Um, in the Legend of Zelda Kingdom of Hyrule section, I would really like to have a restaurant called Groose's Grill. Yes. And I think if you were then to theme that around all the cooking that takes place in both Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild. So the, it would be like kind of like a shanty house kind of thing mm. with like kind of like jaunty music playing all the time. And it serves predominantly grilled meats um that's about it in terms of merchandising i think it'd be cool to sell splatoon water guns um you know that they're going to be selling hats that's their version of mickey ears so you'd be able to you'd be able to purchase mario luigi waluigi wario cappy and then the peach and daisy crowns you can purchase the mario gloves obviously the power-up bands and of course dk ties and i think that's a good place to tie it up darren that is wonderful. I was thinking, like, because I know they've got the train between the two Harry Potter places. Yeah. Like, what could they do between Universal and Epic Universe? And I was like, well, but that's where you get the hero of trains involved. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you probably could do that. Or the SSN, if you can be bothered to build a river. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. That would mm. be so good. Imagine, like, if they were to... This would be far more work than you need to do. You can still see the map of Universal Studios, can't you? Yeah, on the screen. Yeah. Imagine if, like, what is number nine? I don't know. Imagine if they built, like, a pathway here after the San Francisco section. Yeah. And then the Springfield section becomes Pokemon, World of Pokemon. So you've got the SSN port here, and it just glides straight through the rest of the world. That would be... Look, I don't actually... I don't think they used the lake for anything. Because that used to be Jaws, didn't it? But then they got rid of Jaws. Yeah, Jaws was where um, where Diagon Alley is now. Oh, I miss Jaws. Jaws was good. Jaws was um, fun. I mean, Diagon Alley is amazing, so I'm not too gutted. But that is... But I was thinking, like... Because here's the thing. For, for years, they were like, well, if they get the Nintendo license and it works, the bit where uh, Poseidon's Temple is... Mm. It's not really themed to anything they already own. They could just make that Hyrule. It's already big, like rocks and ancient places. It wouldn't take 
a lot to kind no, of rethink it that to Hyrule. So if that big expansion, if they, you know, they want to get the Pokemon expansion done before that, they could expand into that space and then just move Hyrule over to Islands of Adventure. Um, That's true. I just, I look at this space next yeah, that, to the Mushroom Kingdom. You're right. Gotta be it right. But I would think, I, I'm, I'm trying to think like an executive. They're going to think Pokemon is a, is a bigger priority than Hyrule. I know me and you both want Hyrule more, but I think they they want Pokemon first and then Hyrule second. Having said that, eventually they're going to lose the Marvel license as well. I know oh, that yeah. it's a bit different. They can kind of, I think that's more, they can kind of keep it in perpetuity, but I think at some point they're going to want to get rid of it. And they, well, they can't get DC because DC have a deal with Six Flags. Yeah, DC have a deal with Six Flags. And moreover, I think there was more instability with the Marvel deal when it came to the Fox co-ownership. Yeah. So they might only really be able to keep Spider-Man now. They can't keep the X-Men. They can't keep the Hulk. No. Like, that will change. There are going to be huge changes at um, Islands of Adventure soon. That's got to be what's happening. But I, I just felt like there was a bit more freedom with the uh, Epic Universe stuff that yeah. allowed Hyrule to exist in a way that I think would really satisfy everybody. And the Pokemon stuff makes more sense to replace a kid area. Yeah, you're right. It wouldn't so, really... Especially because, you know, you're basing on Detective Pikachu and Universal Studios is primarily a film park, mm. whereas there's not been a, high, a, a Zelda movie yet, so it wouldn't really gel as easily, I don't think. Yeah, um, you can see them doing Pokemon first before Hyrule, and that's fine. Yeah. I just, I, I really struggled internally with going, okay, that area's just Rhyme City now. So I was like, oh, but you don't get to do all the cool anime stuff. And that's yeah. the, the nerd part of me was really reining that back in. But I was like, no, that film exists. You would have to do something with it. Lovely. Right. Well, uh, that's both episodes. I will say, I, I think I prefer your high rule. Oh, thank I you. I think I like the, um, I like the horse roller coaster. I like the, I, I, I kind of forgot about the Poseidon adventure thing. Um, the, the temple, whatever it's called. Um, I forgot about that because when I was going through that, I was like, this would make an awesome Zelda temple level. Yeah. This would be dope. So you've done that. So I think that works. Um, and yeah, I, I the the only bit we did do similarly was I had Luigi's Mansion. That's literally it. So it's a very close. If you can split hairs by telling which one of us you think did the better jobs, please do so in the comments below. Yeah, it basically comes down to do you want to, give props to the luigi's mansion horror ride or do you want to play the competitive toy toy story sorry win by mania clone with the, the splatoon skin on it it's up to you what do you prefer you can go and tell us in the comments to this on soundcloud as well as on our socials so that's uh foul and t that's f-o-u-l-e-n-t on facebook on twitter and on Instagram, you can go and tell me personally that I won at that Mike Cohen on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can tell Darren that he's won at the Gutteridge at Twitter and Instagram as well. Coming up, um, oh God, I don't know what order we're releasing these episodes in now because, you know, the last 10 weeks have been one day, just one continuous <laughs> never ending day. Uh, but yeah, so either before or after this um, is going to be the uh, joint pitch episode, the, the one where we have to figure it out on our own. Which is going to be based on a pitch for Grand Theft Auto 6, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 
has obviously been in the news recently because it's uh, gone free on the Epic Store. Uh, and there was also that talk that they've barely even got GTA 6 started at this point, um, which is mortifying. But there we go. That means we haven't had a new Grand Theft Auto game for an entire console generation, which is oh, madness God. to think about. Yeah, the PS4 did not have a Grand Theft Auto game to call its own. Outside so, of the port of GTA 5. But yeah. then it did have Red Dead Redemption 2. So, that it you did. Know. That it did. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, we're going to be putting our heads together on a bit of a timer to see if we can come up with a workable pitch for Grand Theft Auto 6. That's uh, that's definitely in the pipeline. Beyond that, uh, I think Scoob released. I don't know whether oh, you're going to watch that at all. Jesus. Uh, yeah, we're, di- we're dying for new content over here, please. I mean, like video games will soon be coming to a rescue because we will have The Last of Us 2 uh, sooner rather than later. Ghost of Tsushima is not miles off. We're just waiting for Sony to put out a PlayStation 5 kind of reveal, and we'll talk about that. There yeah. wasn't much to talk about with the Xbox One, unfortunately, but <laughs> hopefully Sony will not, you know, promise gameplay for a new game like they did for Assassin's Creed Valhalla and then play a combined total of five seconds worth of actual gameplay. That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah, gameplay reveals and no gameplay. It's the new hotness, Darren. <laughs> well, we did. We got that tech demo from... Uh, did you see the, the PS5 tech demo on the Unreal Engine? Yeah, but they've said that that's a game you can play. I don't fucking believe it. No, no. Um, So just the second that happens, we'll have content for something that isn't a pitch. But until now, until then even, sorry, this is the new norm. I hope you like pitch episodes. Um, that on that bombshell it's time to say goodbye thank you for listening to this episode of Pitching Tents and we will see you in the next episode bye everybody bye bye